Hi, Techie Joe here. I work with Ace and Knight and some of the best psychics in West Virginia to create amazing live streams and podcasts for the Psychic Coffee Shop Network. Together, we brew up great content discussing news, events, hot topics, and more, all from a psychic perspective. On the Psychic Coffee Shop, we interview amazing authors in the metaphysical realm. Coffee and Tea combines Asen with Tracy, Dottie, Natalie, or Lady Gwendolyn for the good and the bad of being a psychic. Shameless self-promotion with Dottie the Psychic talks to leading and emerging YouTubers and business owners in our community. Mountain Bears brings you the latest in LGBT news and politics. The Psychic That Plans answers the question of, well, how a psychic plans. Plus, we're live on air. We take your comments and your questions, including psychic advice questions. Check out our amazing programming, book an appointment with top psychics, and find out all the wonderful things we have to offer at PCSBnetwork.com today. Hmm. Welcome to the Esoteric Footnotes. Welcome back, goblins! Before we get started tonight, I'd like to take a moment to thank the members of the Esoteric Archive. Specifically, Grand Inquisitor Annie Kay, Grand Inquisitor Samantha, and Soul Rising Studios. Your contributions help pay server costs, purchase reading material, and provides me coffee that helps stave off the ever-growing tide of existential dread due to living in a post-capitalistic society. Is there anything that coffee can't do? If you too would like to join the Esoteric Archive, go to patreon.com forward slash esoteric book club. Now, let's get weird. Tonight, I have something a little bit different. We've been doing this show for going on three and a half years now, and several people have asked me to provide them with a guided meditation. For the longest time, I didn't feel that was something that I really even wanted to do. But now, I had an inspiration for a guided meditation that will actually benefit everybody who does magic in some way. I don't remember exactly what it was I was reading, but there was a question posed, and that was, how does someone who is unable to utilize their tools cast magic, or perform ritual? Ultimately, I believe the question was posed in reference to someone who was incarcerated, someone who wasn't allowed possessions in, in a jail cell. But really, this applies to most people depending on the situation. Perhaps you're someone who's living with family members and you're not out of the broom closet, so to speak. Perhaps you're traveling or at a work conference where you can't be seen with ritual items. When it comes down to it, there's plenty of reasons why you may not have access to your items when you're trying to cast spells. If any of you are part of an online forum for magical practice, at some point, somebody has said, it's the intent that matters. The idea is that you may not always have access to the exact correct herbs, or stones, or other dusts, ritual items, things like that. You don't necessarily need them. They're tools. 
They make the job easier, but they're not always required. Don't get me wrong, this will not be easy and it will take a lot of practice. But eventually, you should be able to use magic using only the power of your thoughts alone. And that's where we come to tonight's topic, the Mind Altar. The Mind Altar is a ritual space created entirely within the confines of your own imagination. The more you do this and the more you practice with it, the more real it becomes. The items within this magical space will grow in power with use. As with most magical practices, this will only work with repetition and discipline. There are some tricks that will make this a little bit easier for you, though. One of those tricks is to start with an actual physical object. This item doesn't have to be a ritual item. It doesn't even have to be a magical item. Just pick something at random. Now do your best to describe this item in as minute detail as possible. And then close your eyes and try to reconstruct that in your mind as close to the original as you possibly can. When you feel like you have a perfect representation of that item in your mind's eye, open your eyes again and re-examine the item. What details did you miss? What aspects of this item can you draw upon? It doesn't have to just be visual either. Use your five senses. What does the item smell like? What does it feel like? If you move it, if you tap it, if you shift it in some way, what does it sound like? And if you're brave and the item is not toxic, go ahead and taste it. This part is totally optional, and I don't really recommend doing this with pretty much anything, so use your own discretion. After some practice, you should have a good idea of what it takes to recreate a physical item within your own imagination. The next task is to take that item and, in your mind, alter it, shift it, change it. Manipulate this creation so that it better suits what you wish it would do. A lot of introductory visualization exercises start with an apple. Everybody knows what an apple is, what it looks like, what it smells like, what it tastes like. But your visualization of an apple is not the same as my visualization of an apple. What color is your apple? Is it green? Yellow? Red? What size is it? Is it the size of a golf ball? A tennis ball? Maybe even a softball? What does it taste like? Is it sweet? Tart? Bitter? Despite everyone starting with the same foundation, the same prompt, each apple within a person's mind will be different. This is both a strength and a weakness. The strength of this is the very word apple conjures up this image, this 
understanding of the fruit. But the weakness is, when you say that, you may not mean the exact same thing as what people are thinking of. Which brings us back to a common theme of this entire podcast. Words have power. That's why we have different names for specific varieties of apples. Honeycrisp, Johnny Gold, Golden Delicious. Each of these descriptors conjures a specific image of a very unique apple. And this is how we can use it. How we can lean into it. How we can use these words to forge our power. Lean in to what makes this item unique. What makes it special? What makes it singular? Now that we have the basis and the fundamentals as to why and how we are going about this meditation, let's go ahead and jump to the meditation itself and create our own mind altar. If you are listening to this episode while driving, please stop the episode here and listen to it when you are in a safe, stable location. Close your eyes and relax. Let the sounds of the world around you slowly fade into a hum in the background, their volume slowly diminishing until they are gone. Allow the darkness behind your eyelids to grow, to envelop your vision to create a blank space upon which we can build. Slowly inhale. Hold it. And exhale. Inhale once more. Hold it. And exhale. One more time. Inhale. Hold. Exhale. Good. Within the darkness, we see a wall. What is this wall made from? Is it stone? Is it wood? Is it plaster? Is it metal? Take time to examine this wall. Run your fingers along its surface. Look at the fine details. How is it constructed? This is the wall that contains your mind altar. It is yours, and you may construct this however you choose. It is impenetrable from the outside world. Look to the left. The wall continues as far as you can see. Look to the right. Again, the wall continues 
face back to center. And this time, when you look at the wall, embedded within its surface, there is a door. What shape is this door? Is it square? Rectangular? Does it arch at the top? Is it a single door? A double door? Or is it more of a gate? Look at the door's surface. What materials is it constructed from? How does the door open? Do you see a doorknob? Maybe rings that you pull on? Does the door open outward or push inward? It is time to test the door. The door does not open. It is sealed securely from outside influence. Look again at this door. How is it sealed? Does it require a key? Is there a bar in front of it? A chain? Perhaps there is a magical ward preventing it from being open. But you know what it takes to unseal this door. Reach out with your right hand and open the door. The door yields to your power. It opens and you can see within. Beyond the door is a single room. Walk through the door and close it behind you. Don't fear the dark. There's plenty of light here to see. But you have to tell me where that light comes from. Are there candles? Is there a light bulb? Is there a magical glow permeating the room. Look to your left and slowly let your eyes adjust as you pan across the room to the right. What do you see? What are the walls of this room constructed from? Are they similar to the wall outside, or are these unique? What color are the walls? How high are they? Can you see the ceiling, or does it extend into darkness? As you look around, you notice that this room is well furnished. The walls are lined with shelves. Tall shelves. 
short shelves, shelves with books, jars, curios, anything that you could possibly need for your spell work can be found within this room. Take a deep breath and smell the room. What does it smell like? Do you smell the paper in the old pages of the books? Do you smell incense? Do you smell water or flowers or perfume? Take a moment to appreciate the scent. In the center of this room, there is a table. It is not large. It is not small. It is exactly how big it needs to be. What does this table look like? How tall is it? What shape is it? What material is it constructed from? Is it wood, stone, or something else? Reach out and place both hands upon the table. Feel its surface. Feel its construction. Feel its intrinsic power. This is the foundation of your mind altar. This is the working space upon which you will craft your magic. In the center of this table, there is currently only one item. A closed book. How large is this book? What is the cover made from? What color is it? Is it cloth, wood, leather? Pick up the book. Is it heavy? Is it light? Is it smooth or rough? Open the book to the first page. On the front page, there is only one thing, and that is your name. This is your magical name, the name that you call yourself within the confines of your own mind, the name that only you know. Examine that name. How is it written? Is it scrawled in flowing script? Or is it typed 
neatly with big block letters. Is it written in a living language? Or is it a language that only you know? Is the page constructed from paper? Vellum? Parchment? Papyrus? Slide your finger to the upper corner and slowly turn the page. The book is empty, blank, open for you to fill in. You may add to this book any time you like, and you may remove from this book any time you like. Gently close the book. Place it back on the table where you found it. Once again, look up and gaze around the room. Know that anything you could ever need, anything that you could want, is within this room. You may decorate it and furnish it however you choose. This is your mind altar. It belongs to you and to no one else. For now, our time here has come to an end. Turn back to the door, open it, and step through. Feel the door close behind you. Reseal the door. Lock it, bar it, chain it, keep it safe. Slowly. Let your mind open up to the outside world. Allow the sounds from around you to seep back in. Become aware of your own breath. And slowly open your eyes. The way this works is that every time you listen to this meditation, you go back through and you add more detail. Let's say you're looking at the wall. In the meditation, you were already asked, what material is it made from? Let's say you chose to make it wood. Okay. What type of wood is it? Is it oak? Is it cedar? Is it poplar? Is it rough cut? Are they logs? Are they finished, polished timbers? All of these details help to make this more concrete. And the more concrete it is, the easier it will be to conjure this location in your mind. Now you'll notice in one aspect I kept it very vague. 
With the shelving, I mentioned that anything that you could possibly need or possibly want is on those shelves. But I didn't specify what those items could be. That was very intentional. That was so that you could stock it with the items and materials that are useful to your practice. Now here's where it gets really fun. Let's say you practice this a lot and you have this room down to perfection. You know every little thing that's in there, every nook and cranny. You can describe it by scent, by taste, by feel. But then you can just add another room. And you would do so by following the same principles that we laid out in this meditation. You start out by looking at one of the walls in the existing room. And then you construct a door. And you construct how that door is closed, how it's locked, how you open it. And then, once you have that door and it is solid in your mind, then you open it. And you start the whole process again. And you construct the room from the ground up. I hope that some of you find this to be a useful exercise. If you do, I'll post the actual meditation separately from this episode so that you can go back and listen to it without any of the extra added content. I do have one last thing to ask of you, though. This was my first guided meditation, so please leave me some feedback about what you liked, what you didn't like, and ways that I could improve. More importantly, if you want more content like this, more guided meditations on different themes, please let me know. Otherwise, I'm just assuming that nobody liked it. The Esoteric Book Club can be found on Facebook, Instagram, and Threads. If you liked what you heard and you want to contribute to the show, join me on the Esoteric Archive at patreon.com forward slash esoteric book club. Until next time... Remember, stay weird. Hey everyone, Natalie here from The Pendulum's Path. If you need guidance, direction, spiritual connection, or more, then listen up. I have worked as a psychic and a medium for over three years, connecting people from all over the world with their loved ones in spirit giving them insight and guidance into their current situations, the past healings that need to be worked on, and what it is they need to know today in order to have a better future. It would be my absolute honor if you would visit my website at www.thependulumspath.com. I also offer emailed readings for those with busy schedules too. Also, for you goblins who subscribe to the Esoteric Book Club, I have a special coupon code just for you. Enter the code STAYWEIRD to get $5 off of any order of $25 or more. Hope to see you there.